Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. Joining us once again is Patrick Cushman, and we are talking White Sox baseball uh, for this season. It took a week of, you know, mourning their playoff exit, I think. It was a lot sooner than most of us Sox fans would have liked, but uh, a successful season nonetheless, so they made some improvements. So let's get right into it. Uh, talking about the playoffs, Pat, what do you think went wrong for um here in this postseason run? Um, well, it all comes down to pitching. Um, we saw the uh, strategies used um, in that third game, and um, it was obvious that there wasn't a lot of confidence in starting pitching. And that's the way things go in the Major League playoffs. It's how far your pitching can take you. Um, obviously, they didn't have uh, someone that they felt that they were confident in starting that their game that Dane Dunning go, what was it, two-thirds of the first inning? Yeah, 15 pitches to be exact. Um, so obviously, I think, it, I think honestly it came down to pitching. And um, the lack of also um, clutch hitting with runners in scoring position and walks. So. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think that's the number one priority this offseason is to get some starting pitching. Because when you have to run out a rookie that's made seven career major league starts for an elimination game, that's a problem. And, you know, Giolito pitched. It's funny because after game one, Giolito threw a great game where he had a no-hitter through six innings. It's only been done, I think, by five other pitchers in MLB history. They win that one. And then a guy you paid a bunch of money uh, in the offseason and Dallas Keuchel, who's been in these situations before, kind of dropped the ball. And once they lost that game two, I knew they were in trouble because, of, like you said, the lack of starting pitching depth. So I think that's going to be Rick Hahn's biggest priority this offseason. Uh, and I also agree with you with the clutch hitting thing. I mean, it didn't help they got screwed on a couple of calls, uh, I think, in game two. Uh, Nomar Mazzara, I think, got called out on a horrible strike that ended it. But Jose Abreu, the MVP candidate who's been clutch all year long, he had two situations, one in game two with the bases loaded to uh, tie the game, and then one in the final game to, I think, tie it as well, or if not, give him a lead, uh, and he didn't get the job done. So uh, the timely hitting was definitely lacking. Going kind of to that third game, Renteria took a lot of heat for starting Dane Dunning. Do you think it was deserved? Did you like the opener move? Uh, what did you think about that decision? Um, well, the thing was, is if you're going to use an opener and only have them go one inning, use a reliever. Use someone who is used to only throwing one inning. Because then when you get down the stretch of the fifth and sixth inning, and like we saw, they're running out of bullpen arms, and they need someone to go two, possibly a little bit more than two, two and a third, or even three innings. You know, you can't rely on Giolito. Obviously can't rely on Keuchel. So, you know, if, if you're going to use an opener, and we saw it was successful with the Brewers in their playoff run to an extent. You know, obviously yeah. that kind of kind of ran out for him, but if you're going to use someone to start off an inning, I, don't, I I question why they use Dane Dunning, and if you're going to go with Dane Dunning, have him throw three innings. You know, if they had a runner on third, I get that, but if you're going to trust the guy to start a game that's a starter, allow him to get out of that inning. So, if, like you said, they wanted to use that strategy, they kind of had to, but have you know, a guy like Dane Dunning go two or three innings because then the rest of the way they were reliant on bullpen arms, which in the end, 
you could see Evan Marshall in his second inning. He kind of lost a little bit of what he um, what he has, and it didn't work down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, I actually didn't mind them starting Dane Dunning out of all the options they had, because the other next best option would have been Dylan Cease, who pitched the day before, and his struggles in the first inning have been well documented. Uh, and Gio Gonzalez is hurt. Ronaldo Lopez, their other star, didn't even make the roster. So Dane Dunning's a guy, he's pitched in the College World Series before. He's been a starter. He's comfortable in that situation. Uh, I was fine with the decision to start him. But I 100% agree. I think Rick Renteria, that whole bullpen fiasco, I don't think it was necessarily his fault except for two major mistakes, and one of them was pulling Dane Dunning that early after 15 pitches. Because you're sending a message to your offense that, yeah, I don't trust you guys if you're one run down. You have the bullpen warming up after one guy gets on base. That's sending a message to Dunning. Yeah, we don't trust you either. And then you're putting a lot of strain on the rest of your bullpen by pulling him so soon. Uh, so I agree with you there. Steve Stone brought up an interesting point. He said he, he thought Dunning shouldn't have even been starting because he was clearly fatigued and he had some arm strain. I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but that'd be something that Don Cooper or the pitching staff, I would think, would have to keep an eye on. Um, but, yeah, I, so, I, I agree with you on that, Ed. Yeah, I don't disagree with starting Dane Dunning, but if you're going to start him, start him. Start him, yeah. You know, like, have him go. I mean, he only had to do, like, three innings. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's not like we were expecting him to, you know, to go eight innings, one under and run. I mean, go three innings. Even if you give up one run in three innings, I would have considered that better than what they did. Yeah. Like Garrett Crochet it hurting his arm didn't help either. There are some guys that just simply didn't get the job done. Evan Marshall, who's been great all year, didn't do his job. Uh, I think Aaron Bummer was brought in early. He was expected to get some outs. He didn't get the job done. The other questionable decision, and this is the only other decision I really questioned from Renteria this game, was he put in Carlos Rodon, and then after he loaded the bases, he decided to bring in Matt Foster. And he intentionally walked the guy to get to Chad, or he intentionally walked, I think it was Chad Pinder, who's been no world beater this year, uh, yeah, to load the bases. Second and third, and they um, elected to walk him because Rodon didn't have the uh, necessary batter's face. Right. Did you agree? What did you think of that decision? Because that changed the whole game right there. You bring in Matt Foster, who had no command, walked into runners, and that flipped the script. Yeah, um, that um, it didn't seal the nail in the coffin, but after that inning, the chances of the White Sox winning that ball game um, was extremely low. Um, I, you know, Rodon didn't look bad. No, I agree. Um, His stuff was good. He did not look bad. I mean, if he looked bad, if you know he was throwing meatballs and they were hitting him. You know, but they hit tough pitches, and then you, you don't even trust Rodon. And I get it, Rodon hasn't played a lot this year, but Rodon, I mean, how many years has he been in the league now? Four? Yeah, but mostly uh, hurt for the majority yeah, of those, but, but yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm not, I, I, I let Rodon throw to him. Mm. I mean, if you, if, if you can't, if you're going to walk, um, what, Chad Pinder? Yeah. I don't, yeah. No, I don't even know his name, Jesus. Yeah, it's but, exactly, um, that's why, like, yeah. This is playoff baseball. You're going to face a lot of guys better than that. So I, I would have liked to see Rodon pitch to him. And let's say he gets him out. Rodon can then pitch that next inning. Mm-hmm. As a I starter, mean, too, he can take some stress like off. Foster, yep. Obviously, I don't think Retria envisioned Matt Foster doing what he did. You know, I mean, that was that was awful. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I did not like that decision either. And I'm fine with putting in Matt Foster. I would just put him in in a clean inning. Because I think Rodon, he only needed one more out. 
like you said, his stuff looked good. They said it on the broadcast, and Brick uh, Renteria even said it after the game. Like, it took a really good piece of hitting by Marcus Semien to even get that double off of him. So I would have liked to see him at least try and finish it uh, instead of throwing Foster into the fire. But what are you going to do? Do you Would you like to see a new manager moving forward with this team? There's been a lot of calls for Renteria's job, but they did make the playoffs this year. They showed some improvement. Where are you on that end? Well, as you know me, Mitch, I have called for Renteria's head um, for the past three seasons. Um, I called for it two seasons ago. Um, I called for it last season. At the beginning of this season, I called for it. But I am going to surprise you and say I don't think he should be fired. Really? Um, Really. um, I think he gets one more chance. I think he gets one more chance. Um, Obviously, he was dealt an unlucky um, hand going into this game of pitching. Um, and we really couldn't have foreseen, you know, Matt Foster walking into batters. You couldn't have foreseen Derek Crochet getting injured. Um, I think you give him one more shot. Um, and, you know, next year, hopefully it's going to be a regular year. Um, so, this, so next year is going to be the first full regular season um, that you kind of see him with talent. Um, on that roster. So I, I give him one more year. You know, I am pleasantly surprised you said that because I was prepared to defend Renteria myself. He got raked over the coals on Twitter. So you, if you were to call for his job, uh, you wouldn't have been alone. But I actually, I, I agree with you. I think Renteria, one, he was dealt a bad hand with the fact that the rotation isn't very good. You are like, outside the top two guys, there's not a whole lot of depth there. They need to go at another person. And the game came down to, yeah, he made two bad decisions with the bullpen, but a lot of guys just simply not doing your jo- their job. I think Renteria, the guys play hard for him. He's the multilingual with the heavily, like, they have a lot of Cubans in the roster, so that helps him have a manager that can speak Spanish and English. The message gets across a lot better. Uh, and, you know, I think another team, they get some extra pieces. I think they are definitely capable of running it back because he's built a pretty good culture there. And this is his first year of his managerial career that he has had a competitive roster, and what did he do? He took him to the playoffs. They had one of the best offenses in baseball, so you can't really complain about the batting order. Um, so, yeah, I I agree. I think he deserves one more shot. Uh, some of the in-game managing is going to have to get a little better, but I think he can improve. He'll learn from this. It was his first pro season experience as well. So uh, I am happy to hear you say that because I am pleasantly surprised. Because the majority of the Sox fans uh, would like his head. Well, I'd also like to mention that the majority of Sox fans, um, they want to bring back Ozzy Guillen. Oh, my God, I know. I think a lot of White Sox fans, um, they reminisce about, you know, 2005. I mean, if it was up to them, you know, it would be Ozzy Guillen as manager, Paul Canerco as first base coach, (laughs) you know, A.J. Krasinski, and then, uh, you know, like Mark Burrell as their pitching coach. So, I mean, I take that with a grain of salt because I've, I mean, I've heard people saying, oh, bring back Ozzy, bring back Ozzy, so many times. Uh, it's frustrating because, I, I mean, Ozzy's done. Look at the be real. I mean, if you look we at saw the end of the White Sox career. Mm-hmm. We saw how that went, and we saw how he was in Miami. So, Oh, the Marlins thing was a disaster. And you wonder, he, he wonders why he hasn't gotten any interviews since then. I think he basically, the, the, the it was a dumpster fire his past couple years with the White Sox. And I think... 05 did a lot to cover the odor of those like past two last two seasons before they fired him. 
Uh, and like you saw with the Marlins, that that was just a train wreck too. And a roster that had some talent on it. So, um, yeah, Ozzy would be a disaster. And I, I think bringing in some like old fogey is not going to play well in the White House. You got like a guy. I know Joe Girardi's hired by the Phillies, but I know that's that's what a lot of guys want a guy like that in there. And I just don't think it would play well with a team that's you know it's a young team that they're trying to build. They, they have like a a fun culture, and you bring in some old dud. That I think that's going to help the matters. Uh, finally, let's go, what did you, we'll, we'll do two topics, I guess, here. What did you like about the season? The one thing you liked about the White Sox this year, the one thing you didn't like, and what you would like to see them do in the off season. Um, so, one thing that I loved about the White Sox, um, I mean, obviously, if you go with hitting, I mean, they hit the crap out of the ball all year, but I love the energy that that team had. Um, it was the first time that I've seen in a while is a team that was having fun, winning games, and just playing with that kind of swagger and that kind of mentality. Um, and that was really enjoyable to watch as a White Sox fan. It has been a tough, you know, last decade. Um, so to see a team go out there, you know, having fun, um, and playing, playing Chicago White Sox baseball, um, that was really good. One thing I didn't like, um, Reynaldo Lopez. Mm. Um, I had always been kind of a fan of him. He had been inconsistent, but he had shown flashes that he had some good stuff and that he could be a competent starting pitcher. Obviously not an ace, but somewhere where you could put in the back of the rotation. Um, but after this year, I mean, he's gone. Um, White Sox have to move on from him. It was disappointing to see that. Um, as someone who's been in his corner. Um, so I was disappointed in that. Yeah, he probably, I think with all the resources they've invested in him and because he was hurt this year, I think they've probably moved him to the bullpen, but his days as a starter are numbered. That's another guy I just, I agree. Uh, it was very disappointing to see this year. The one thing I was disappointed um, with, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Um, yeah, I just think, I don't think it would be smart for him to stay in Chicago. I think as a professional, after this year, he's just got to move on. He's got to move on with his life, move on with his career, start somewhere fresh. Because um, I think a lot of that stuff, you know, coming back from injury um, and struggling like that, it takes a mental toll. And in pitching, you know, a lot of that is mental. And um, I think a fresh start would be good for him. And I want to see him succeed. I like Reynaldo. Um, he's a good, good guy. Um, but it's just not going to work out with the White Sox. Yeah, he's got he's talented. He's got good stuff. The one guy, another guy, this was my biggest disappointment of this White Sox season. There's a couple. I know a lot of people were disappointed in Omar Mazzara, too, in right field, who I'll get to in a second. But uh, Carlos Rodon, because he was a guy that, when he first came to the White Sox, and we saw glimpses of it in the rebuild stage, like the 2016, uh, 2015 uh, season, I believe it was. Like, the guy has stuff to be an ace in this league. Uh, he was the opening day starter for the White Sox. Just uh, last year, I believe. Uh, he's got good stuff. He's a lefty. He was a first-round draft pick. The man cannot stay healthy. I don't know if it's whether his off-season program or what. They had Tommy John surgery. He's never on the field. And when he was on the field, quite frankly, he didn't perform all that well this season. I think his time to the White, the White Sox has come to an end. And it's disappointing to see because I think there was a lot of potential there that was never realized. Uh, and then, obviously, no more Mazzaro probably be the second. 
Um, I wouldn't mind if they brought him back in right field because you have Adam Angle who can play there as well, and I think he can get some reps, and you'll save money. Because a lot of people want him to go out and get another right fielder. That would be nice, but I think the pitching's a bigger need right now. You definitely need a third starter. Trevor Bauer would look really good. So if you go out and spend a lot of money on a one-year deal for him, I'd be fine with them running it back with Angle and Wright and then Nomar hitting occasionally. Um, is there anyone you have your eye on this offseason you'd like to see the White Sox add? Um, well, you mentioned him, Trevor Bauer. Um, obviously, he's got a lot of talent. He has a very eccentric personality, though. Yeah. Um, and with his political views, I don't know how he would, um, you know, just with his personality and his views, I don't know how well he would fit on with this team. Um, with guys like that, um, it's tough to imagine it. Um, and you don't want to see kind of like a, a blow up in the clubhouse because you bring in a guy like that and he doesn't get along and he divides the team a bit. So you don't want to see that, but he is talented. Um, he definitely has good stuff. Um, and you know, you have a rotation of Giolito, uh, Keichel and Bauer. That's rotation and, I mean, in baseball right there. I mean, that's one hell of a good rotation. Um, and you have, you have, uh, Kopak coming up. Um, so I think you could fit him in the mix there. Um, so I definitely do think you need to bring in one starter. Um, but you have guys like Dane Dunning, um, Crochet. Yep. Um, and, and Kopech. So I, I, you know, people are, you know, some people want two new starters. I, I really only think you need to make one big one. Yeah. And it could be Bauer. Um, but really they just, they need to invest in one more starting pitcher. One more quality starting pitcher too. Cause I think Kopech's coming back, which is nice. But I don't really trust him. He hasn't played a competitive game in two years. So if he's your fifth starter, that's fine. And then Dunning uh, as the fourth starter would be good because I'd take some pressure off that. But you need three established major league starters. They already got two, so I'd go out and pay for another one, um, which would that that would help uh, a lot. I think with Bauer though, going back to the clubhouse comments, I think he would be a good fit because he is eccentric. You know, the White Sox whole slogan is like change the game. Bauer's has no problem being outspoken. He's you know, he, he took, he talked out, he talked about the Astros and Rob Manfred a lot, which I know most of the MLB agreed with. Uh, he defended Tim Anderson on the bat flipping thing. So I don't, I don't think he would be able to uh, fit in with this White Sox team. I haven't heard of any locker room problems, uh, as of yet with the Reds. Obviously, you never know some of those things they keep in house, but I think he would be a good hit, fit here. Another thing I really want him to do is re-sign Alex Calame. He was lights out in the back end of that bullpen. Uh, I think that would be, that, that has to be on their to-do list. I know a lot of Sox fans want to see McCann back, and I would too, but I'm not paying him big money when you just paid, uh, Grandola's money, and McCann deserves to be a number one catcher, and I don't know if I want to pay him number one catcher money when we already spent a bunch of money on Grandol. and quite frankly, McCann doesn't hit righties, or, uh, lefties, um, or excuse, yeah, right, right-handed pitching all that well if you look at his splits. So um, I think I would let him walk and spend that money on uh, Colomay. Now, um, they also, I also think they need to uh, uh, the Edwin Encarnacion experiment. Uh, oh, that's you over. Gotta, you got to call that one. Yeah, but, yeah um, that'll be easy to get out of too because they have an option for this year. You know, they, they wanted him to hit the long ball and he did, but it was too few and far in between. Um, but his average was uh, an interstate number. Um, He's done. He's done. There's no other way to put it. He was bad with Um, the Yankees last year, too. Yeah. 
he could not be relied on. You have Andrew Vaughn coming up that can split time with Abreu, so I am fine with them letting him walk, and you'll save some money that way, too. Um, right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Any final thoughts here as we wrap up the show about the uh, 2020 White Sox? Um, well, as far as the White Sox go, I, you know, overall, it, it was disappointing at the end, but you know what? I'm really proud of this team. You know, this team, a lot of people at the beginning of the season said this team is underperforming. You know, they're not as good as they, they thought they were. Um, but you know what? This team turned it around and, you know, we're, you know, I mean, the last 10 games of the season, yeah, we're tough. But you know, a young team is going to be streaky like that. But I'm really proud of this team to battle back from, um, the beginning of the season into the team that they became. Um, and I'm looking forward into next year. Could not agree. And also, I want to mention one other thing. Um, my book, um, The Adventures of an Escapades of a Degenerate, is still planning to come out late 2021, early 2022. Um, so be on the lookout for that as well. Oh, yes. Just what this country needs right now. <laughs> uh, going, off your first, going off your first point, I could not agree more. I think in a season... Where we didn't know if he would have baseball in 2020. Uh, this White Sox team gave us a no-hitter, uh, probably an MVP uh, player in Jose Abreu. He should win the award. If he doesn't, there's, that, that's a travesty. You had Tim Anderson, who's competing for a batting title. Uh, the offense was the best in baseball. Luis Robert had a chance to win AL Rookie of the Year. It was just a fun team all around, and the future is very bright for these guys. And even got Eloy Jimenez had a phenomenal season. He flew under the radar. So uh, arrows pointing up. I, there's there's a World Series title in our future, and I cannot wait for 2021. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Buy Patrick's book apparently in 2021, <laughs> uh, and have a wonderful rest of your week.